If I could be clear. <laughs> that sounded like Robocop. <laughs> now, if I could be clear. Clarence. Clarence Bodiger. Obamacop. <laughs> Robamacop. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's good. It's the start of the podcast. <laughs> If you want to get involved, what the fuck are you waiting for? Uh, just today we... Oh, such foul language. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, just today we got feedback about Mafia movies. And you know what? We're just going to do a fucking episode on one. Oh, stop swearing. Sorry, okay, should I start again? Yeah. But I'll leave it in just so people know <laughs> what happened. Uh, just like that. Basically, somebody told us that they thought an episode about uh, Mafioso movies... And gangster films was a good idea, so we're just going to do that. Gangsters. That's just, yeah. just going to happen. Um, so if you've got similar ideas or you yep. want us to cover something in particular, then, as always, go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film or at GOF podcast on uh, Twitter or Instagram. Drop us a comment on there. And as always, just uh, anything to do with show content, what you think would be good to come up next or what we've maybe got wrong in the most recent podcasts um, would be great to get feedback on. Um, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, we're chatting about films. It's the Guys on Film Podcast. You know, I'm going to go and just edit all of those massive long pauses out. Why? Gives it flavour. <laughs> People were expecting it to all run together and this is, I don't know, it's a departure from the norm. Maybe I'll um, put in like a nice wind sound effect or something. The start of la- housekeeping. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. The start of last week's podcast, you also talked about putting a sound effect in that you just didn't bother doing. Because I thought it would be funny that I spoke about it and didn't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, fine. Okay, so on this week's show, we're I talking about... sound designer. Well, you were, weren't you? But you're trying to distance yourself from that. <laughs> Yeah, carry on. Um, on this week's show, we're talking about the King of Stevens, Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's so I had a mouthful of coffee, and then I just thought, <laughs> is he? <laughs> you, had, you, <laughs> you had a mouthful of John coffee. <laughs> uh, um, that's your best bit <laughs> already. <laughs> We've only, been, okay. we've only been going two minutes. You peaked. So we're gonna we're gonna be going through um, all of the films of, or as, as many of the films of uh, Stephen <laughs> I King. I think as that's again. a tall order. Uh, I was trying to think like a tall order would be John Coffee going to a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, he's tall. He is very tall. Yeah, he's a tall man. Uh, okay. okay, so we'll be going through as many of those films as we can. Probably more the ones that we like, and maybe some of the real stinkers, and not the kind of adaptations that kind of, it's going to sit in the middle that no one gives a shit about and then in Seggy 1 what are we doing Ollie? it's our classic wrong dead wrong format so we'll be asking each other a, uh, a few oh, questions five, each man. it's just questions questions and answers what, so what, what more is what, there to tell? what I've got this here is Ollie is Stephen King I've, I've got a list of um, of numbers 1, 2, 3 and 4 mm-hmm. um, and I've got 
the letter O and the letter I and then some lines splitting them. So that's basically my way of noting down the scores on the wrong dead wrong. So players at home can do that already. So if they start preparing for it now, after you need a pen, paper, ruler, and a mind. <laughs> and basic writing abilities. <laughs> um, Mathematics. So you can go into the jingle, work through that, maybe even pause it if you need to, to go and get yourself some paper, and then join us for Wrong Dead Wrong right after the jingle. Yeah. Um, and then let us know how many you got right slash wrong. At GOF Podcast or Facebook.com forward slash guys on film. Um, and then, yeah, sandwiched between Seggy One and that uh, enticing deep dive on Stephen King, we've just got our life scores, which are going to be short Swift. and sharp this week. Yeah. Swift, Swift life. Uh, fine. Seggy One? Why not? Why? Guys on film. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. You know what guys talk about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. So that was the jingle that uh-huh. you've heard quite a few times now. Uh-huh. Are we what are we on now? Episode forty eight summit? Forty seven, I think. Forty seven, okay. For forty eight so summit. Forty eight shooting. So we're gonna we're gonna have a big party for the fiftieth one, right? Sure, I hadn't yeah. really thought about that, but yes, a possibly. live online party. Yeah, maybe we should do the fiftieth episode as a live stream. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so so this is forty-seven. I was correct. Okay, as uh, usual. so segment one, and Here as I go. will be during wrong, De- <laughs> wrong, dead, wrong. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, wrong, dead, wrong. Segment one on Stephen King. So we've got a series of questions. We'll either be getting them right or we'll be getting them dead wrong. Uh, you can play at home or in the car or outside, you know, wherever wherever this is being pumped into your ears. You can play. There's no limits. I no, can't no think limits. of a limit. I can't think of a limit. Apart from space. If Why? You've got a sp- well, if you've got a speaker uh-huh. and, well, uh, I mean, I guess you could just hit have headphones. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you were just floating around in space with your helmet videos off. to YouTube from space. Oh yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you've got bigger problems on your hands than not being able to take part <laughs> in the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if uh, you are floating around in space, then please, you know, do take part and do try and call, you know, signal for help. As futile <laughs> as that may be, you know. Yeah, I I'd mean, just take my helmet off at that point, probably. Yeah, just give in. Yeah, give just, up. How quick do you reckon that would be? Annie from Speed is up in space <laughs> uh, after that big mad uh, satellite thing. Yeah, um, It's all kicking off and she's floating away and actually it's all gone much worse than it did in the film Gravity. <laughs> yeah. And she's just thinking to herself, you know what? There's so much quiz left for me to compete in. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to take my hand off just off. yet. Okay, so do you want to go ahead with the first question? Question? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, those are problems. Uh, okay, so question one for you, Ollie. Okay, this is round one. Question one from Ian. Is Stephen King afraid of odd numbers? You know what? I reckon he's... No, I reckon he's afraid of even numbers. I reckon you're trying to throw me. 
Is it even I'm numbers? Calling you, I'm calling you out. And I'm saying no, but he is afraid. Very afraid of, of even numbers. Okay, final answer? So much so that he will not recognise any even number birthday as being official. Okay. He's uh, still only 17 years old. I'm afraid you're... Wrong! Dead wrong! Uh, oh. he's, af- he's afraid of the number 13. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah. Why? It's an, an, an odd number. Uh, he suffers from trisky... <laughs> tr- <laughs> Triskydecophobia. Right. I think that was actually quite a good good uh, pronunciation of that. Uh, the number. Th- uh, this is a quote from him. <laughs> the number 13 never fails to trace that old icy finger up and down my spine. Yuck. Mm. When I'm writing, I'll never stop work if the page number is 13 or a multiple of 13. Oh. I'll just keep on typing till I get to a safe number. <laughs> safety. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Until I reach safety. I always take the last two steps on my back Backstairs is one, making 13 into 12. Idiot. He's bought a house with fucking 13 <laughs> steps, so he has to jump the last step. <laughs> In fact, you know what? He probably built those steps himself. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Um, there were, I mean, but uh, how far do you go? Do you count the amount of chips you have on a plate when you go to a restaurant that might have, you know, medium to large size chips? Yeah, I don't know. Or, or potato... No, chips. What do they call them in America? Fries. No, chips, not fries. The Chunky chips. Chunky fries, yeah. Ingler fries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Fine, right, let's move on. I've just put, I've put an X in your column. <sighs> okay, you ready for yours? Uh, not for the first time. Yeah, I'm, I was born ready. Let me just okay. take a sip of uh, Iron Brew. You sure it's not Malibrew? <laughs> no, it's just Iron Brew. Okay. Uh, what does Stephen King sell his movie rights for? Is it a dollar, a baseball signed by the director, or a typewriter? Which no, one is I, it? I feel like a typewriter is a Tom Cruise thing. A Tom Hanks thing. Right. Um, but, I mean, Stephen King is a writer. Yeah, so what does he need fucking typewriters for? He's probably got a bunch from films he's sold <laughs> must really annoy him that the alphabet's got 26 letters in it which is a multiple of 13 <laughs> yeah why I don't know he seems like one of these guys that likes baseball maybe he gets a signed baseball that's my answer Ian uh huh you're wrong you're dead wrong it's actually a mere dollar right fair okay so he charges, uh, that's how much he charges for the rights to one of his stories. Um, and, and that's the, uh, all he, else he requests is that uh, the filmmaker sends him a copy of the completed piece so he can add it to the shelf of his, quote, dollar babies. So I imagine that's know- a play on the million dollar babies, Alice Cooper song. Because he's a, we'll get into it in, in the deep dive, but he's a bit no. of a rocker. Not the not the Clint Eastwood know. movie with Hillary with right. Hillary's wank. No, I reckon it's more to do with. Uh, I reckon he's a big Alice Cooper fan. Anyway, you you were wrong. You were dead wrong. Okay, so that's that's nothing to you and nothing to me. Yeah, it's nothing. Nothing. How are you doing at home after round one? Fine. 
Ah, great. Great. That's great. Round two, question one. King and his wife, Tabitha, uh, who, by the way, in his book that I read, which doesn't really matter, King and his wife, Tabitha, <laughs> who he calls Tabby, yeah. uh, own three petrol stations in their home state of Maine. This is uh, a true or false? Asking, is yeah, it true or false? false? Yeah. Did, did she own three petrol stations? I mean, that seems excessive, seeing as I don't even own one. <laughs> but we also established last week that you don't have $280 million, which is why you act the way you do. So <laughs> If I had, I wouldn't buy even one, even one petrol station. Right. Um, but I do know that he was, he was pumping gas um, in, his, in his formative years while he is was that, right. Is that some sort of euphemism? No. Um, <laughs> so he was, he was pumping gas, yeah, basically trying to make ends meet. Okay. So there is definitely a, a gas station thing here. So maybe he did meet her at said gas station. He met her um, at the pump. So I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go true. Okay. Final answer. And that that's an educated guess, and I'm, I hope I've you know given you a couple of facts there. So okay. Yes. Okay. Well, um, King and his wife Tabitha own three radio stations in their home state of Maine. So you're wrong, oh. you idiot. You idiot. Oh, I don't know if that's you me idiot. Being <laughs> I don't know if that's me being an idiot. Sorry, Ollie, you're wrong on that one. Um, he owns radio stations with his wife, Tabitha. I have no further facts on that one. It was just one that I found. Okay. So do you want your next one? Yes, please, yeah. Okay. Which of these films did King sue over because they basically used the name on an un- name of his, his book on an unrelated movie? Is it... Cujo, Lord Boaban, or Pet Cemetery. Hmm. So he had he had the title of a book. Movie studio had a film, and they yep. went right. We're having that title, but it's going to have nothing to do with a film. So Cujo, Lawnmower yep. Man, Pet Cemetery. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with either Lawnmower Man or Cujo. I've never seen or heard of Cujo properly, so I'm going to go with Lawnmower Man because I think like a weird VR thing is not necessarily up his street. But I don't know. Anyway, Lawnmower Man. You're correct. Am I? Yeah. Okay. Do you know yeah. what the Do you know what the original book was more about then? No, but it was it was a completely no. It was a completely different um, type of book. Uh, okay. It was a short. It was a short story um, about a the, man who cut grass. Who could grass or something like that? But we'll, we'll find out. Um, but the the film that ended up being Lawnmower Man was originally called Cyber God, so oh, no okay. no wonder they wanted to try and have a better name. Sure. Okay. Uh, that's one to me and none to you after two rounds. You've really got to perform in this next one. How are you doing at home? That's right. Oh. No one cares. Uh, Ian, three. stop being so mean to our <laughs> listeners. We've been told about this. Okay, fine. Um, I'm glad for you, whether you're doing badly or well. Everyone gets okay. a medal in Millennial World. Uh, <laughs> you okay. are Millennial. I know. Well, are, are you not? No, I probably am. Yeah. I don't oh, act well. like one though. Fucking well old. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> right. You ready for your third question? 
Or do you need to change your piss sack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, Brilliant. No, right? let's go. Yeah. Okay. What project, project-based, near disaster, does King share with our favourite Paul Verhoeven? I'm having, so, I'm having troubles understanding the wording of the question. Okay, so... Can you word but, it in a way that makes sense to me? Paul, Paul Verhoeven. A non-millennial. Paul Verhoeven and yeah. Stephen King have yeah. both suffered from some near disasters in, relations to a pro- in relation to a project. So what was that problem that they both share? What happened to them? Oh, well, I know that, I know that um, Stephen King got hit by a van. Okay. And, he, and no, then he broke, his, he, he broke his leg and maybe it's his not, head. I'm going to give you this, Ollie. It's not that. It's to do with the project. Something okay. something nearly went wrong. It was a near miss. Something nearly went wrong in both cases and uh, it was somehow salvaged in a similar way. Okay, uh, well, I read this earlier, so what I'm going to go for is that Stephen King was getting pissed off writing Carrie, right? So uh-huh. he, he, he chucked it in the bin. He just threw mm-hmm. it in the bin, right? And then his wife, Tabby, picked it up out of the bin, read it and went, this is bloody brilliant. You don't want to chuck this sort of thing in the bin. And then he went and sold it. So I'm saying that maybe Verhoeven also chucked something in the bin that he shouldn't have. (coughs) Yeah. So, well done. I mean, this could be absolutely anything. So you can't take, you can't have a go at me for any, any answer whatsoever. I've told you it's right. It's good. You're there. Um, the Verhoeven uh, similar similarity was that his wife was I stopped... right? Yes, you were right. Yeah. Fucking hell! Amazing. Fucking... That's the reaction of someone who's got Google open right now. But even if I did, even if I did have Google open, right? That how many possible facts are there about Stephen King? You could put in Stephen King, Paul Verhoeven, maybe. I don't know, mate. Anyway, here here. <laughs> Here's the elaboration on that. Um, well, Paul, Ver- Paul Verhoeven had been sent the script for Robocop. He thought it was really stupid. He chucked it in the bin and his wife literally picked it out of a bin and then convinced him that actually there were other deeper layers to it that were more interesting that he would be excellent to do something with. And both of them ended up taking those things forwards and there you go. Well, I've just that's great, but I have just typed Stephen King Paul Verhoeven into Google and, and even it's on the, the first, first page... Thing. No, even on the first page, there is nothing. There's nothing about it whatsoever. So, well, there you go. That's because I wrote the question, and I'm a genius. And I guessed it, <laughs> so I'm more of a genius. Uh, sure. Okay. okay. So I've got one. Now, do you want your final question? Sure. Are you ready? Yeah. This is for me to to clinch the victory here. So what, what are we currently on? It's one to you, and it's one to me, but I have one in hand. Well, I've got one in hand because I've just got one right. No, one in hand means I've still got a question to be asked, you dimwit. Okay. Right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, how many films have Stephen King and Frank Darabont collabed on? 
Uh, okay. Is it a multi-choice or is it a guess in the dark? Mate, you you screwed me with that last question, even though I got it right. So you what asked the me. Fuck you wanted you about asked me to stab in the dark. Now I'm asking you to also stab in the dark. Ollie literally and has. Stop looking at. Stop looking at IMDb. I'm not. Ollie literally has uh, an A, B, and C of different numbers in front of him, but he's choosing not to give them to me because he's just being <laughs> no, a dick on purpose. No, I don't. Right. Sure. Okay, fine. I can take um, a screen capture and prove it. Um. So, is this projects? Uh, is it including um, just directing t- TV, or is it also is it just films, or is it TV as well? Just just films and just directing. Okay. Six. Can you can you name them? Mate, that wasn't the question. I said six. <laughs> I know, you said how I'd many. Lo- I'd love to hear you name six films that they've collabed on. I mean, that's all I'm asking. That, that's probably <laughs> that's because be... it's it's three, right? It's three. It's three, correct? No, but I mean, you were. Oh yes, so that's a point. Excellent. <laughs> no, it's not. You said six, but it's actually three. Um, okay. It's it's uh, the the Shawshank Redemption, the Green yep. Mile, and the Mist. Uh-huh. And that's it. Uh-huh. All of which are fan bloody tastic. Okay, so we ended on one one. <sighs> Boring. I mean I definitely got that last one after a little bit of deduction, but that's fine. Uh, we'll let the user we'll let the listeners decide. The the users? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been writing too many user stories today. Yeah, so see how you're just dehumanizing our listener base. So how did you do at home? Well, they all got a fucking medal anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, excellent. So that was 1-1. One, one. Do you want a bonus um, Stephen King factoid? Yeah. This is uh, like another seggy one from a couple of weeks back. The original title for Salem's Lot was Second Coming, but King's wife Tabitha stepped in and remarked it sounded like a bad sex story. Ah. She's good. <laughs> to be followed up by Third Coming. <laughs> third third cumin. Alright, should we do life scores quick? Yeah. Excellent. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four. Okay, okay. Cool. Uh so how's your life? Is it me first? Yeah. Alright. Cool. Excellent. Um, overall, things are good. Um, don't have too much going on uh, life-wise at the moment. Just, you know, plugging away. I did a little bit of uh, filming for something at the weekend. Oh, yeah. It was good. Yeah, I got I got to be the sound man because I was the soundest cunt on set. Um, no, I, I, got to, uh, I got to listen to the audio and make sure it worked and stuff. So it was oh, okay. Um, now it's quite cool. Oh, we did, I know about uh, this. Up. so yeah that was it but uh, on the film front I've seen a couple of different things recently uh, yesterday for no reason whatsoever I watched two absolutely kind of crap movies but Bicentennial Man starring Robin Williams Robin Williams yeah and Sam Neill have you seen it? no so one of them uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have to go down as one of them it's got um, some. It, I think it's inspired by an Isaac Asimov uh, sci-fi right, yeah. story. So 
It's got it's got that three rules or laws of uh, androids or robots in it. Yeah. Um, which actually strangely ties in with our Segi one and uh, and Verhoeven. Robert Cop or Robama Cop. Yeah. Um, there's that. It's got quite a cool intro sequence where there's these sort of T eight hundred style skulls getting passed around and like eyeballs put in them and stuff. Um, so where does it fall down then? It's just, it's supposed to partly be comedy, partly be heartwarming, partly hide away the lead star inside a suit so he can't actually be funny. Like, oh, remove, okay. all, re- remove all the humanness from a guy whose funniness is his way to, like, ape humans. Yeah. And what's the point in having him in it? Just have someone else in it be really dry. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I put it on and don't know what I really think of it. What's that thing that you're on about when, like, Robots move and you hear their servo sounds. Yeah, there's lots of that in it. Yeah, a whole bunch of that. It's rubbish. There, there are like two quite funny jokes in it, but I'm not even going to bother reciting them. Uh, yeah, I mean they'd be yeah. out of context. They'd be out of context. They're not even funny. So Star Trek Insurrection. It's fine. It's probably one of the worst Star Trek movies I've seen. Right. Um, and for a lot of it, he runs about as like a granddad who's just had kids. Like, do you know what I mean? Like an old man who's somehow yeah. got this like youthful energy Herding about kids. Uh, kind of. He actually kind of plays Jesus in one part where they walk biblically through some hills, save right. save some locals. It's all a bit weird, but I don't recommend that one. I'd recommend another Star Trek movie before that, probably. Okay. Um, Nemesis, for example, is better. Yeah. Anyway, so here's one got, it's, which one's got Tom Hardy in it? It's Thin Tom Hardy and Nemesis, yeah. Yeah, okay. Thin, thin Hardy, with a mad accent as well, but a good one. Um, so, <laughs> Valerian, I saw that in the cinema, mate. Here okay. it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. We've been waiting for this for weeks. Right, I'm going to be super quick about it though. Right, it's visually great. I like the chases in the spaceships and stuff. Um, I like the cost. I like the costumes, um, especially Clive Owen's costume because he's got this massive belly that doesn't fit in it. Um, <laughs> On purpose? Lo- I don't know. Can't can't have been. But it's really weird how they just didn't fit him slightly differently with other clothes because it's weird. Um, <laughs> okay. There's a lot of references to other movies in it which are partly good, partly awful. Uh, there's a sequence sequence with like a hologram type thing that went on for way too long that was kind of visually inspired by Tron. Um, right, so here's the, all the bad stuff of it. It's about 40 minutes too long, which I think you yeah. knew. Um, and it's sexist as fuck. I don't know why this is not being talked about more, but right. Cara Delevingne's character just accepts that this really basic, uncharming guy should be her boyfriend because he just keeps like chirps in her and macking on her really hard like Hero- heroin chic Dane Dahan. yeah he does look well heroin as well he's boring so what was correct in a lot of ways yeah I bet you hated that when you were in the cinema and all of a sudden you went yeah he has got massive big dark rings under his eyes <laughs> no I, I mean I kind of knew that from the pictures and stuff but yeah, anyway, so he doesn't do a lot to charm her, and there's some weird bits where he, like, 
gives you these like physical takedowns, like sort of like MMA style, like single leg takedown or like flip over his back or whatever, and then like kind of mounts her and then says something like weird to her, and she just doesn't right. defend herself. And it's like, mate, what are you doing? What the hell? Yeah, like what Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is just in the darkness of the cinema, going, "What the hell?" <laughs> Walking out. She like. Carol Delevingne actually comes across okay overall, but it's just her character is really not a good role model. She just feels like she... There's there's one explicit bit where she's like, I'll take care of this for myself, or something like that. And it's so hollow, because her actions speak much more loudly than the sentence. It's like, right. she just can't look after herself. And the one last bit is, there's this 20-minute interlude that has Rihanna in it. Now, I'm not Rihanna's biggest fan anyway. But oh, come on, don't give me that. What's don't that? give me that. I'm sorry, I don't get what you're on about. Are you? Are you? You are. You are her biggest fan. Don't <laughs> okay, play fine. it down. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But she's in it, and like the second half of those twenty minutes are spent like with her as like a character you wouldn't really expect, which is fine. A shape shifting sort of character. Okay. Which is kind of cool. But not not great. It's kind of pointless. But the first the first ten minutes are in this like sort of weird striptease scenario that really should never have made it into the film. Either the film should have been a fifteen or eighteen with a proper sleazy bar scene with a really raunchy striptease, or yeah. it should have just been not in the film at all, just completely omitted. Because like, why there's this weird dancing striptease that's like quite full on in a movie that's a 12a for kids and stuff it's just like cringy to watch because mm. i don't know it just really had no place being there and it actually did very little to move the plot forwards and obviously the main male character was just sitting there accepting it so you know having a good old accept yeah when really he was supposed to be like well you know what i i like this girl she's the most important one to me accept and, if, and chill yeah classic accept and chill slash Get a rage and Sammy. So, what was his voice like? Was it just stupidly gruff and? No, I can't even remember, mate. It's forgettable. Anyway, overall, wasn't great, and it was too long. How's your life? Oh, by the way, I'm. I'd still say an eight point five. Okay, uh, I'm. I'm fine. I'll f- you know what? The kids have been here, um, so there's not. You don't sound very of... pleased about it. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, if you're expecting any kind of film chat. Uh-huh. We've we've not been watching any films. We've just been out and about. Been doing the garden, you know. We've been we've uh, been playing Mario Kart a lot. Um, ah, I see. When they come down, you employ them as slave labor. Yeah, so they were in the in the garden just doing a bit of uh, slave labor. Um, <laughs> every 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 ten minutes, I have to I have to deal with Rosie running in the house screaming because the world's tiniest spider has decided to run across a concrete slab about ten foot in front of her, and it's the end of the right. world. Uh, she's and you she's, run, you run in after her like, look how they're a gaffed. She's she's pure arachnophobic. Uh, so, uh, in fact, I might. I wonder if we could watch that film, Arachnophobia. I wonder if you'd like that. So you're both torturing her with mental anguish by forcing her to watch films and driving her to work. So it's yeah, been kids, good. It's been good dadding this week. Good, good dad, bad dad. <laughs> yeah, good dadding magazine. <laughs> um, so yeah, this maybe month I'll... with chains and pickaxes for, for so garden maybe I'll labor see if she, 
Or maybe we'll see if uh, they want to watch Arachnophobia. But kids like watching a scary film, you know. It it makes them what they are when they're older. You know, we we Eric keeps asking me like, you know, you were allowed to watch Aliens when you were little, weren't you? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, what was it like? Were you scared? So I think in his head, he really wants to watch something beyond his years. But at the moment, I'm like, nah, mate, forget about it. You can just watch Despicable Me and Minions and stuff for a while. Uh, <laughs> so which is fine. Okay. Which is fine. So um, finish. I finished watching. Listen, I finished watching Glow. Um, it's a non-film related, but it was. I loved it. I thought it was probably one of the best series I've watched in ages. Uh, oh, you love well a sports good. movie. I, it was just so good. It was. It was. It was really good. Uh, there was only one thing I didn't like, and that Go was on. the the weird goth wolf character. Yeah. I, I felt that was a step too far. I mean, I know a lot of, of weird goth people, yeah. uh, being one myself. Um, and I don't know really know anyone that takes it to that level where they would believe they're a wolf. Or I don't know. It, it, it just, it was, the one, it, it was the one bit that kind of I was just like, eh, about. But even so, uh, I still thought it was great and I highly recommend it. It was funny touching um pretty sexy in a way um <laughs> a lot and, and you know what i really liked uh mark moran yeah the, the the thing about the um the wolf lady was i went for almost the entire series thinking that she was professional wrestler Paige, who has recently been not in the wwe because of an injury of some kind but right. actually turns out it's just a, a girl that looks very like her oh okay um but Paige is the one that The Rock's making that movie about, who's actually from Norwich. Ah. We talked about okay. that before briefly, I think. Anyway, what's yeah. your what's your score? So I'm I'm a, a classic eight. Um, I'm not on holiday. I'm kind of at work and everything, so I'm, I mean, I'm at an eight. You weren't, Everything's you weren't fine. Today. No. You weren't at work today. Day I mean, good, good for some. Yeah. Okay. Deep dive? Yeah. Didn't they swallow an encyclopedia? I hope that information wasn't false. Okay, we're getting into farty submersible. It's reeking of alcohol because we're talking about alcohol like Stephen King. Is he an alcoholic? No, I think I think he had a period in the eighties where he drank a hell of a lot, and I read a fact today about the fact that he wrote entire books that he f- had forgotten he'd written. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember. I, I've read that as well. That was Cujo. Cujo and I think uh, one other as well, I think. But, um, yeah, I, it's, it talks a little bit about it in his um, book that I read as well. Stephen King on writing. And he talks about like having a bit of a habit. But, yeah, so we're in the farty submersible. We're ready to submerge ourselves in the school pool. Like yeah. in Carrie, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that'll be that'll be our base for the rest of the evening. Yeah. James Cameron's having a nap, and Arnold's doing some Protein. quad quad curls. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he's naming them after himself. So um, yeah, we're talking Fart, about Stephen King. Fart, farting with every rep. The king of horror. The king the of Stephen of mystery. Yeah. The no, he's not the king of Stevens. He's the king of horror. And he's the master of mystery. He's the Stephen King. Do you know how tall he is? Six foot six. And Incorrect. Six millimetres. 
Six, six, six. <laughs> Incorrect. Okay. Uh, and you, you just mixed up, um, you know, two different, different types of imperial and whatever the yeah. other one is. Metric. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's actually six foot four. And six metric meters. He's 13 feet, which is uh, <laughs> somewhat annoying for him. You know, uh, you know uh, six, six foot four is the same height as Michael Clark Duncan, who portrayed John Coffey. But in the film, it looks like he's a lot taller than that. I think they must have given him lifts. It should Didn't the Lord of the Rings Gandalf thing on him. So he was born September the 1st, 1947. Uh-huh. I, I do know more people who share the same birthday. Who? Uh, Maggie Grace. Okay. Everyone's favourite kidnapped daughter. Yeah. That's true, isn't it? Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray. Yep. Everyone's favourite party crasher. Great. Great. And everyone's favourite, uh, well, second favourite, actually, Wilson brother, Luke. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. Do you reckon, I mean, is, which one's your favourite? Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson? Be honest. I don't, don't have favourites. I just know Owen a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> which one was in No Escape? Owen. Right. I like, I like Owen better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so he was born in Portland, Maine, USA. Uh-huh. Where he's got three radio stations. <laughs> and three petrol stations. <laughs> no, he's had three bouts of gas. So what do you know about Stephen King from the, you know, from the early, early days? All I know is that he was skint AF trying to sell and write stories. Yeah, so he was he was a teacher for a while. Yeah. Um, when he wasn't pumping gas. Uh, yeah, so he, he became an English teacher. Yeah, I, d- I mean, I don't know an awful lot about him at this uh, this time period. A lot of the stories were like little things about influences on his actual stories. Um, I know that later in life, as he kind of got better at selling his stories and got uh, more well-known, the big hits, a lot of... English critics tend to kind of refer to his writing style as sort of being like a hack. Right. Um, even though he's obviously had mad success, a lot of people are like, well, you know, he's not exactly a, a, a fine art sort of writer. He's not, he's not a literature legend in the, in the style of like, say Keats. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only one you can think of? Who else do you want? Wasn't he more like poetry? Keats was poetry. Yeah. Well, like Vir- yeah. Virginia Woolf. I don't know. Like he, he doesn't have the turn of phrase that somebody like Virginia Woolf does. Right, okay. Because she, she was good his, with His words, books tend but... to be quite bloated. I mean, I've, I've just picked up It uh-huh. from, uh, from Age UK, which is a so, charity so shop. So which one? Uh, it. Yeah, but what one? <laughs> ah, this could go on all night. Uh, no, I've picked up Stephen King's novel called It. It's actually called It. I called it. <laughs> okay, so it's called It. Um, it's massive. Um, yeah, it could go big, on all night. It's a big, huge book. Um, I went on some, like, I did some tests online to see how long it would take me to read. So basically, this thing online tells you to read a paragraph, time yourself, uh-huh. and then it will tell you how long it would take you to read. And this says it will take me 22 days. <laughs> 
And that's full days or does that include sleep? <laughs> no, if I, if I read, basically, if I read an hour a day, it would Very take me day. 22 days. So 22 um, hours. You could knock it out in a day with some Red Bull. Or, and, and I could have two hours sleep as well. Or uh, illicit drugs like uh, Stephen King himself. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've started to read that. I'm about um, 10 minutes into it. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's quite big. I've actually read, I have actually read one Stephen King book, which was The Green Mile. I've, I think I've mentioned this before on the, on the podcast, and it was really good. Uh, I, I think I also said that it, it kind of dramatically veered away towards the end to something completely different um so in the book your main man tom hanks tom hanks's character so he's kind of got this i guess this almost like long life slash immortality thing going and to basically prove the point in the film he has like a mouse that's kind of living on and on but to prove the point in the book that he's gonna basically outlive all his friends and all that kind of stuff they get in a horrific coach crash and his wife dies and i just thought fuck me that's just too much and it really it really spoiled the book for me um and and i don't know why somebody didn't just i mean maybe i'm missing the nuance of having a having a coach crash where someone's face is dragged along the ground or something and 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 they die is there Um, that level of detail probably it was pretty grim but I just maybe I, mean, I just didn't the, understand. This it is enough. kind of where probably doesn't quite cut it. I'd like to know. I'll that. go ahead and I'll go ahead and read the last chapter again. It wouldn't take me long. Only probably about two hours. Two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so, but it was so one, That's one of my favorite books. One one oh, yeah. Out of the three you've read, <laughs> sure. Hey, High soon praise. to be four. High soon praise. to be four. Okay. I also hear. Is that what you're coloring in? By the way. I am. I got a wee bit bored. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, so I um I've heard that he's bad at ending books as well. Sometimes right. he can't come up with an ending. Um uh, no we're he's it's not, not very be- good. I mean they're not normally happy endings. Not like you're used to anyway, up Leicester Road. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, no, if anyone uh, would like a skin on skin slide, then apparently Leicester is the place for you. So, he's apparently not very good at ending books, um, and that often is his downfall, but this is not the Guys on Books podcast, but I do want to say, the one book I've read of his, which is actually a sort of non-fiction, is the Stephen King on writing one, and that one ends with him veering wildly off track, just like you described, and talking about, again, a car crash, but one which in real life saw him get smashed into by um, A a van... And a, a driver who was driving perilously. Um, yeah, I think he, he was. I think he was distracted sue. by his dog. Yeah. So, I mean, it's called Stephen King on writing. Now, a large part of it is him saying, like, your life experience and what you know yourself is the best way to give even the most sort of crazy stories a real grounding in reality. But yeah. in this kind of book, people are looking for facts, mate. They're looking for. Hey, I do this. This is roughly how I get to, you know. They want to know about how to write. Yeah. Don't want all your fucking slow, sad banter about getting hit (laughs) by a van. Anyway, that's my last take on his book stuff. Um, Okay. Maybe I should read it at the same time. We're going to have a book club. Let's start a book club podcast. See how fast we can read. 
It. We'll, do, we'll do episodes every two months. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Club of Books. Okay. Uh, so, did you know that The no. Running Man was written by Stephen King? Well, kind of. <sighs> Go on. No, just tell me. I, I don't know. It was somewhere in my mind, but I wouldn't have well, thought... Well, basically, he, he wrote it. He has a certain line of books. I mean, I don't know why. Under a pseudonym, or whatever you would call it, Richard Bachman, which right. he got from listening to Bachman Turner Overdrive. Uh-huh. Um, so he wrote The Running Man, a 304-page novel, in the only 10 Man. days. Now, I don't think I could read it that fast. <laughs> so he can he can think and write faster than I can read. <laughs> I think maybe he wasn't thinking. He was just autopilot. Yeah, so, so he, um, he was a mentally running man. So he's yeah, basically he's published seven novels under this pseudonym of Richard Bachman Turner Overdrive: uh, uh-huh. Rage, The Long Walk, Road Work, Running Man, Thinner, which has been a film, The Regulators, uh-huh. and Blaze. Maybe Blaze has as well as Firestarter. But I, 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 that's just me taking a wild guess. So, um, so I've got a fact for you. How did his alias, Robert Bachman, die? In a car crash. No. When it was revealed that the writer Richard Bachman was in fact Stephen King, he retired the alias, citing that Bachman, Bachman had died. The cause of oh. death was given as cancer of the pseudonym. <laughs> so, oh. so clever. <laughs> okay, you, you're really hating on Stephen King I, I didn't think you'd be hating on him so much No, I'm not hating on him I, I think he seems cool Okay, so what, well, basically The Running Man is a little bit like The Shining uh, Can't see how, but go on As in, it's not like the original work at all Oh, right, I see So the original work sees basically someone What's his name? Richard Kimball Your man no, no, that's... Uh, Will you yeah, edit this bit, Ollie? It's a completely different thing. I bloody hope so. Yeah. Uh, ben Ri- Ben Richards. Okay. So, Ben Richards. You, you oh, see the horse. him, basically... No. Ben Richards is Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? <clears throat> okay. So, he's on the run, and it's a similar sort of game show thing, but they send these hunters after him but he's basically it's more like surviving the game as in it's out in the city out in the wilderness <coughs> so, sorry running, can you running, just running. clarify what surviving the game is for people that have not listened to the episode oh that's um so that's a iced tea film where he's playing a <laughs> homeless man uh, and he's basically been given a money belt and some rich people have gone and tried to hunt him through the forest and to kill him and basically get the money belt but Ice T's canny. He's he canny be able. caught. He canny be caught, um, and he basically turns the tables on these mothers. That's it. So no, I that's, mean, that, that's got Gary Boosie in it, doesn't it? Gary Boosie. So that's kind of like a similar kind of thing to the Running Man. So the original, the sorry, the film with Arnold Schwarzenegger was basically like gladiators, American gladiators, or or what, whatever you, you want to call it. Um, okay. So where you had like an actual game show where they were forced into this environment, which is you know very much like a game show environment, whereas the book was more about a man sort of running across the city and evading these hunters and then being sent after him. So they are actually doing 
a pilot for a TV series based on the book, not the film. Uh, so I think that that's being done now. It looks a bit mental, a bit cheap. Okay. <laughs> so we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, so The Shining was also one that was basically nothing like the source material. In fact, Stephen King didn't like The Shining, and he doesn't understand why people find it scary. Fair enough. Is that is it fine? Do you think that The Running Man was filmed that way just for budgetary reasons? Well, so they don't have to close cities down and streets down and stuff. Yeah, yeah, or, or even like sort of maybe out in the forest or whatever. It could have just been slightly more complicated to do. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll never know. Okay. Cool. Okay. So what do you think of The Running Man? I mean, we kind of talked about that one quite a lot in the past. We've, we've spoken about it quite a lot. I, I really like it. I know you don't think it's Arnie's best work, but I think it's fine. I like it. Okay. Good vibes. I think it's fine. Okay, so uh, shall we start from maybe the earliest? Carrie. Yeah. Have you seen Carrie? Yeah, I love it. It's great. Now, what do you think about, like, the ending part of that? Because, like, Carrie pretty much gets to the crux of things, like, relatively early on doesn't it and then now are we are we talking about the um mad telekinesis kill everyone thing or are we talking about the actual ending of the hand and the grave coming out the grave see the telekinesis and the um school bit seems like the peak for me yeah but then it continues that's kind of what i'm getting at right okay yeah, I mean, I'm 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 fine. I'm fine with that. I don't I don't know what your question is. What is what is your question? I'm just saying that pacing wise, like that felt like the crescendo of everything, and it just continues past that. You know, so yeah. Just I, I feel I I guess I feel a little bit like that with Full Metal Jacket, where they finish at the um, the training camp. I feel like the the film really peaks there and okay. then carries on. That, I mean, that has very little to do with what we're talking about. Okay, fine. Um, uh, but again, this was a short, fil- uh, short um, story that yeah. Stephen King then sort of elongated to make into a bigger thing. Yeah, I believe. Once he got it out, well, once his wife had fished it out the bin, scraped the beans and drugs off it, and beans and drugs <laughs> <laughs> new from Heinz. Um, yeah, so yeah, he Beans had to. on drugs. Yeah, uh, that's a call back to a video we made some time ago. Yeah. Beans recipe book available on facebook.com forward slash guys on film. So I've got a little a, a little factoid. I've got a couple of little factoids for you here. About but, um, Carrie? Yeah, sp- specifically Sissy Spacek. Okay. Try saying that three times fast. Sissy SpaceX, Sissy SpaceX, Sissy SpaceX. No, specifically, specifically Sissy SpaceX. All oh, right, specifically Sissy SpaceX. Just fuck. <laughs> well, you've, you've messed it up on the second one. Yeah. Okay. Specifically so when... Sissy SpaceX. Yeah, uh, he can't get past one. Sean can't get past one. I can't. sorry, Sean, you're out. Uh, when Sissy SpaceX. They haven't SpaceX even paid was... me. <laughs> when Sissy SpaceX was preparing for her character. Preparing preparing for her character preparing. she isolated herself from the rest of the ensemble uh-huh. decorated her dressing room with heavy religious iconography and studied Gustave Dore's Dore's illustrated bible uh, she studied the body language of people being stoned for their sins 
starting or ending every scene in one of those positions. Ooh. I mean, that's, that sounds like that sounds quite uh, like good. she and Jared Leto would get on. No, but I mean that really comes across in this, and she doesn't yeah. seem like a sort of prima donna. But she did say she did say to the the rest of the cast and crew like, "We're gonna have so much fun when the film is finished." But right now, uh, uh-uh. I I ain't I ain't chilling with you guys. That's fair. I think. Yeah, do you think that's fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. As long as you just don't stop, you know, don't send like condoms and pigs to people. Yeah, that's fine. Which, for people who don't know, that's what... You do, every week, to me. <laughs> no, that's what Jared Leto did for the, for the Joker. Okay. That's pathetic. Fucking pathetic. Uh, I've, got one more, I've got one more fact for you about, about this. Well, I've got quite a few, but I'll give you this one. I mean, one. we should probably uh, move on. But... Well, we can, but I think you'll like this one because it's quite sleazy. <laughs> uh, what, why would I quite like it then? Well, because you will, you'll like, you'll like, you'll like this. Okay. So in a in a two thousand and ten, certainly will. <laughs> yeah, well, that's who I was talking to. So in a two thousand and ten interview with the AV Club, uh, PJ Soul said that S- Steven Spielberg often came down to the set at Brian De Palma's invitation because Brian De Palma told him that there were a lot of cute girls down here. <laughs> yeah, bloody sleaze bags. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. So he said that Spielberg actually asked out most of the women on the set. Jesus. But yeah. <laughs> um, and Amy Irving was the only one who accepted. Irving and Steven Spielberg were married from 1985 to 1989 and had one son together. He's a little Four. rascal, isn't he? Four years, eh? At some point. Fancy, fancy a pint? <laughs> no. Uh, fancy, what's up to knock off? Fancy a pint? No. Okay, you're next. I did Jaws. <laughs> he's uh, like outside the um, set of the school. He's hanging out outside the the shower rooms for the famous shower, on. shower scenes. And, Shit uh, off! <laughs> and Brian, Brian De Palma's out there, and just at the very last minute, De Palma walks away and hands him a bottle of beer. <laughs> Spielberg's left looking like a total creep. <laughs> that's a that's a police academy reference for those who don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. So well, the Shining. Let's have, let's just head on to the. Have, shining. have you seen the remake of Carrie with Chloe Grace known. Moretz? No, is it any good? I actually think it's okay. Yeah, I think okay. it. Maybe it, I'll watch that later. It remedies some of the, uh, the pacing problems I thought were in the first one. But I mean, is, I it, actually, is it still as as sinister and as violent as the Brian De Palma one? It's not. Is the massacre of teens quite so, you know, unrelentingly brutal? I would. I would say that it's uh, same brutal, but less dread. It's got less of the sort of slow dread. See, that's the that's the thing about Carrie that's good is the weird religious dread. Sure. sure. I mean, I try to put a little bit of that into every one of our episodes. I mean, maybe people have noticed, or maybe they people going away just. Thinking Cause, about because not everyone plays their about. podcast backwards. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so The Shining. <laughs> well, we need to move on. We've got five minutes left. Yeah, no, but you, you just left. You just left it hanging in silence. So yeah, I thought you were going to move on and say The Shining. Sure. Okay. Um, so The Shining. Official synopsis. The official synopsis. 
a family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter, where an evil and spiritual presence influences the father into violence, while his psychic son sees horrific forebodings from the past and of the future. <laughs> forebodings? So I actually watched this one over and over and over and over again when I was in school slash college. Okay. I think it's probably one of my favourite films of all time. And I know that Stephen King doesn't think it's that good. I don't think it's one of the better Kubrick films, to be honest. But I we're like it. We're talking about Kubrick, we're talking about King. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> no. I'm just saying as far as Stephen King's concerned... You know. So Stephen King actually went on record on vinyl. You can buy it on vinyl. Uh, the author, Stephen King said, uh, while admitting that uh, Stanley Kubrick's visuals were stunning, he said that uh, that was surface and not substance. And he often described the film as, quote, a fancy car without an engine. Right. I bet right. he feels like an idiot today with, like, you know, electric cars and Teslas and stuff that don't have engines. What I laughed at there was that you... I know, I, I read it wrong. Stop, look, we, listen. No, you didn't read it wrong. We've got four you... minutes left, uh-huh. and if you're going to spend four minutes picking me up on how I talk, then Kubrick. this we, we're going to have to rename this to the guys, to the Ian on Picking on Ollie's Speaking Issues podcast, right? So what, I, what, I say we drop what do you, it. What do you get when you half a brick? A cube brick. Just me then. All right, I, I like it, but I don't love it as much as some of the other Kubrick films. I think we could talk about that in more detail in a, in a Kubrick podcast. Let's talk more about another Stephen King film. Um, okay, can I just give you one one cool fact? That was a segue to use the minutes more wisely, but sure. Okay, to get Jack, Jack Nicholson in the right agitated mood, he was only fed cheese sandwiches for two weeks, <laughs> which he hates. <laughs> It's good. It's there. It's worth it. Uh, All right. One, one more. One more. Oh, this is good. You'll like it. Sake. You'll like it. You'll like this one. I promise. The first. This was the first of Stephen King's books to be banned from school libraries because of the theme of wicked parents. I mean that one. Well, is skates. No, come on. Skateboarding rad parents. <laughs> okay. With like snapbacks and you know. Radical. Yeah, slick back hair, rad wicked parents. Anyway, move on. I mean, I've I've actually given up now. That second fact <laughs> put me right off even bothering with the rest of the podcast. It was a play. L- listen, it was it was a direct quote from IMDb, but I thought it was a funny play on words. So right. you've you've sucked the energy out of my intentions of actually covering any more films. Cover one more film. We've got we've got a little bit of time to cover one more. Not a lot. Two, two and a half minutes. Pet Cemetery. What do you think of that? It's the original ancient Indian burial ground type film. Up there with Poltergeist for you shouldn't build something on there. I've never seen it. Oh, mate, it's really good. It's, it's properly nightmarishly brutal as well. I've seen a lot of the bloodiness from it. That's what attracts me to it, but I've never seen it. And yeah. also, the way they spell cemetery, they just go fuck themselves. Yeah, cemetery just looks more and more daft the longer that you look at it yeah I know yeah um, yeah so I've not seen you that watch one it, have you seen Thinner no I wish I'd get Thinner well just not crisps too much not this way 
because yeah. um, oh, is this the gypsy curse? Yeah, the the sort of racist gypsy sort of stereotypes and shenanigans, and um, a guy's cursed um, by a gypsy, and they say thinner, be thinner, and then like he's like, yeah. oh, coming down. Uh, he's really obnoxious and he's a real shit so I don't really get the point when he gets so thin and he dies or whatever it's like well yeah he was a real shit yeah deserved it that that one the fact that um, Stephen King can't really end his books properly that comes across in that film okay have you seen it now I'm more excited for the new one than ever you know, watching the old one ever again. Um, have you seen the old one? I don't think it's that great. It's, yes, I have. I didn't like it. That was the answer you know, I wanted. I didn't like it. I just, I just thought it was a bit crap, right? And I, fine, Tim Curry's um, Pennywise is pretty iconic. Well, very iconic. Um, I mean, you can't be pretty iconic, can you? I mean, you can't even be very iconic. Semi-iconic. You're just iconic. Yeah. Uh, so he it is iconic. His semi but, is iconic. I think this new one looks really good. I think it looks like a, a cross between like a Spielberg film and what that it long TV movie should have been. And, and actually one of my favorite Stephen King uh, films, which is uh, stand by me. So that's, that's a great film and yep. it kind of looks, it kind of has a lot of those vibes to it. Like, I think you know, kids I, coming of age, that kind of stuff. I'm going to have to disagree from the trailer, at least. Is that my, well? I'm I'm keeping my expectations back. I think you're. I think that's very optimistic. It looks a lot like something like uh, Jump Scary to me, which I thought you'd be hot on. Um, and I think the production. I, I think, I think, I think the production values look very it? like sort of Lionsgatey, like a sort of yeah. <laughs> You know those films. Just because you've just because you've done some, just because you've howled a boom mic (laughs) while someone's filmed something, doesn't make the authority on what things look like, mate. Let alone sound like. I can tell you if I took one look at any film, I could tell you the year it came out. (laughs) (laughs) I I bet you. Fine. I bet you could. Fine. I'd be within a couple of years. We'll have to put that to the test. I'd like to. Let's do that in a seggy one next week for the September look ahead. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think uh, the original It is hilarious and it's well worth watching. Not because it's scary, but because it's fucking hilarious. And it's very... Yeah. Is, I, yeah. I rewatched... Well, not rewatched it. I watched it for the first time only a couple of months ago and I was like, this is what Garth Marenghi came from. This is why they did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's... It's brilliantly unknowingly funny um and also it's like a two-part um tv series uh tv show which they kind of joined into one to make the movie so that's you know interesting in its own way uh but he's had i mean he's had like a lot of like b-level films like the langolias sometimes they come back sometimes they come back again sometimes they come back for more Children of the Corn, um, yeah. you know all these ones that are the Mangler. Yeah. So there's a lot of kind of, you know, crappy stinker ones. Um, they've probably still got a mad cult following. But Second then he, coming, then, forthcoming, un- fifth coming. Undoubtedly, has done a lot for film, and that's why we're obviously you know talking about him now because you know he's 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 done a lot of 
you know, written a, a lot of great books that have got, you know, made into a lot of great films. Let's let's shut this down with a couple more yeah. mentions then, quick mentions of things. Um, have you seen 1408? Yeah, the John Cusack one. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, I thought it was a lot better than I expected. It was pretty cool, I thought. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, that's worth seeking out. I think App it's on stream, is good. Streaking, uh, streaming services. What, sorry? <clears throat> yeah, oh. Apt Pupil. Never, that one's got uh, Ian McKellen it. in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's really good. Ian McKellen, he's on his deathbed. Um, he befriends somebody that basically comes in to look after him, talk to him. I think he's like a, a famous, some sort of famous person for something, but you don't find out what he is famous for until the end of the film, and it's quite a shock twist. Really good film. I think it's Brian Singer directed it but it's, it's really good okay um, it's well worth a watch have you ever seen any of the children of the corn movies i've heard the song children of the corn by <laughs> the band corn and that's as far as i'm willing to go okay fine we'll move on i've not seen them either what else have we got i think we probably should just remove everything about the running man because we covered that before and we're really we're cramming these guys in misery yeah brilliant i, I like it i kind of oh, like God. it yeah i actually like um the Simpsons and I think Family Guy's um, <laughs> rip-offs slightly more than the original, but uh, yeah. Right, okay. Um, I mean, it's it's the the um, hobbling scene goes down as one of the most you know, most wince wince inducing moments um, on film. The Shining <laughs> is sorry, we've mentioned The Shining. Of course yeah. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, fantastic, obviously. Shawshank Redemption, I think, plus The Green Mile are probably the two most successful, biggest and respected ones. And I like both of them. Stand By Me probably sits in that category as well. You like yeah. you like The Mist? I love The Mist. Yeah, but the movie... I think it's really good. And there's a, there's also, I've mentioned this before, that there's a black and white version that's worth, worth a watch. Out. Yeah, you have, actually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Final two then. Secret Window, I hear, is absolutely terrible. The Johnny Depp one. But I'd quite like to see it. It looks a little bit misery-ish as well. It's a man in pyjamas a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, uh, Creep Show. Never never seen that, actually. It's a good... It's like an anthology um, horror movie. So it's got three or four oh, stories. yeah, okay. Directed by George A. Romero. Um, written by Stephen King. I saw almost Steven Spielberg. Well, I imagine Steven Spielberg probably had something to do with it. But um, it's really good. The one with Le- Leslie Nielsen in it okay. is is great as well. So quite like that um, idea of like really a good. sort of selection of related films altogether. Yeah, this um, one's worth this one's worth a watch. One thing that's worth a watch if uh, you go on your Google machine afterwards and stick this in, but put Maximum Overdrive trailer in, and we might okay. we'll, we'll post it on our page as well. But Stephen King, this is the only movie that he directed. Uh-huh. And the trailer has him saying, I've had movies made by other people before. But if you want to do a job properly, then you do it yourself. <laughs> or something like that. It's like, I will... Like, he basically ends up saying, like, I will scare you shitless or something like that. But um, okay. it's a really ridiculous trailer. It's, it's quite funny. Um, and finally, The Dark Tower, which is obviously going to be a massive fucking flop. Um, yeah, which is why we did last week, last week's uh, yeah. show. I think that but kind of pretty much covers okay. it. 
Oh no, yeah. the Dead Zone. Now we mentioned that briefly yeah. before as well, but that's high, that comes highly recommended. Cronenberg, Walken, King. The ice is gonna break. Yeah, it's good. So good. Such a good quote. He's okay. So angry. Well, I think that's. I think that's King. Covered. You know, covered. Yeah. Um, I like. I like a lot of his films. I'm. I'm always looking forward to, you know, good ones being made. The um, King. I'm up for. I'm up for it. Um, I'm. Yeah. I'm all right. Still, I'm still up for Tell Dark Tower. So. <sighs> Just play us out. I'm up for it. <clears throat> okay. Play us out. I hate when you say that, Holly. I wish you wouldn't. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> uh, what are your other catchphrases? That is a good one. Okay, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do it in a variety of ways. At GOF Podcast will help you find us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can leave us comments there or at us some stuff. Um, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film to leave us a message there you can also go to our website guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact to send us a longer message or dig around and see the kind of inconsistent amount of information that we post there which we stopped stopped doing after about episode 12 but um, yeah have a route around see what you like there's some videos on there you might not have seen before you know all that good stuff um, and yeah let us know what you'd like to uh, hear about on our next podcast if you get any subject suggestions and uh, yeah. let us know what did we not tell you about Stephen King what did we not get right about Stephen King what what we didn't tell them about Stephen King isn't worth knowing what we didn't write what we didn't tell them about Stephen King you couldn't read in four years <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly Sitting. Okay, well, same time next week then. Approximately. Yeah. Fine, bye. bye. Fine, bye. Fine, bye, me. Okay.